0: Enjoy that 20% off at shop.nsls.org. And stay motivated, leaders. Stay motivated. Welcome to another episode of Motivational Mondays. I'm your host, Max Erzak, and joining me today is Leanne Cabot. What would you do if you were given just five years to live? For Leanne, that wasn't just a hypothetical. That was the hard-hitting truth. Determined to make the most of the little time she had left, Leanne set out to live life to the fullest. Since then, she's traveled to 49 countries, published three books, and became an international speaker. I'm really thankful to have Leanne with us today, so she can share her incredible story with NSLS members. Leanne, welcome. It's so good to have you on the show.
1: It is my pleasure. Thank you so much, Max.
0: Awesome. Can you tell us a little bit about that moment when everything changed?
1: Yeah. So it was March 2006, and we had just moved to a new country, a new city, a new neighborhood, And I got up in the middle of the night at five months pregnant and I collapsed on the floor and I stayed frozen for five hours. My two toddlers were sleeping beside me and I couldn't move. I couldn't scream. I couldn't do anything. So I begged and pleaded the universe to get me off the floor. And then at some point I just surrendered to lying there and about seven o'clock in the morning, this flash came over my eyes. Everything started to spin, but I could move. So I got up, I got dressed, I tossed the children in the van. I typed in hospital in the GPS because we were brand new and I drove us down to the emergency room. And that really set off this avalanche of exploration over the next eight months of all the different possibilities it could be. So they were drawing from cardiology and neurology. And I had every specialist you could imagine kind of getting into the action. They wanted to know what might've caused it. And at the end of the eight month period, I was brought back into the hospital and all my brain scans were up on the light boxes and all my blood work and all my test results were on the table. They said, look, we don't know what you have, but we know it's gonna kill you. And I said, how long? five years. And it just changed everything. And I was 35 years old. I was young. I was healthy. I had never even had a headache before that. You know, I was not the person that should be given five years to live. And yet I was. And so that was really the starting point of this massive decline. And then the springboard back up. Right. You know, I just decided they don't know what it is. They don't know what it's called. They don't even know what it means. They can't be right. I am done dying. I am done dying. I've spent three years dying. No, I'm living. I'm going to live. And so that was really the moment that I decided it all changes.
0: Wow. And ever since your diagnosis, you've been on a mission to help people discover and achieve their goals. I want to ask you a fairly personal question. How do you set goals for yourself when you don't know when your last day will be?
1: I didn't start out wanting to help people set their goals. You know, I really wanted to live. I wanted to travel because I wouldn't be alive to give my kids the world. I wanted to show them the world. And so I started to, you know, create a lifestyle that allowed us to do that on one salary. You know, getting five people around the world is not cheap. And that took a lot of goal setting and people started noticing Wow, she's doing something interesting there and I wanted to write a book. So I sat down and I wrote a book and then I wrote another one and another one and people started noticing again and thinking, "Okay, wait a minute here. <laughs> you're getting more done than, you know, most people do in a lifetime and you're cramming it into mere months. You know, what what is your secret?" And it really is setting goals that matter. So when I think about the kind of goals that I know people set, they're either very Loosey goosey, and they're just really very ethereal out in the world. They're not solid. There's no plan behind them. They're just wishes and wants, or they're really out of alignment with what the person, you know, what the person wants out of their life, right? So they look at their neighbor, they look at their best friend, or they look on social media. Or they're checking out TikTok, and they're like, "Ooh, I want that body. I want that house. I want that car. I want that life." And they really don't even want the work that goes into getting the goal. So me working with people and helping them set their goals is really about getting super clear on who they are and what they really want out of life and then setting goals that matter. Because when you set something that matters, nothing stands in your way. You aren't subject to imposter syndrome and you don't feel like a fraud and you don't feel like a failure. No, you're doing whatever it takes. And that involves the work and it involves the sweat and the tears to kind of get through all the steps because you want it that badly. You become unstoppable. And that's what I want to tap into people.
0: What role does journaling play in this process? Do you write down the positives, the negatives, your goals? What went right, what went wrong?
1: Yeah, I'm a huge proponent of journaling. It's in all of my books. It's the first spring cleaning strategy because when you journal, journal, you are the author and the audience. You know, if you've ever written anything down and gone back three months later and read it, you'll think, oh my gosh, first of all, that could be genius or wow, I was so naive. You know, what was I thinking? So it allows you to have this objective view that you don't have, right? I tell everybody, you know, if you were a pickle in a jar, you don't know what kind of pickle you were. You don't know anything because you can't read your own label, right? You are in the jar. So you need to see from the outside and short of you spilling your guts to somebody every day who can reflect back to you. Journaling is how you do that. You write your thoughts. You are honest with yourself. You hold yourself accountable and you cut the crap. And you're like, I am not going to put on a mask. I am going to raw, bleed, cry, pour my love, my heart, my soul, my fears, my anxieties all over these pages. And then I'm going to close the book and I'm going to come back tomorrow and I'm going to look for the golden nugget. I'm going to look for the thread that is going to weave through the next week, the next month or the next year. That's going to carry me towards the place that I say I want to go. Journaling is probably one of the most powerful things people can do.
0: How can people learn more about the five seasons framework and connect with you after the show?
1: Yeah. So I have the five seasons life. It's the number five seasonslife.com website, and I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook. So by all means, I invite people to find me. They can pick up the books. I have courses coming out in January for each of the books. So if you really want me to walk you through every season and every element of it, I am there for it. This is my life's work. Having people stay in the dark and drowning out their own sadness and struggle is the biggest travesty. I don't want you to struggle alone. I don't want you to sit in the dark. I don't want you to fake it until you make it. Get real with yourself. Be honest with yourself. Get to know your seasons so you know how to navigate through them. You don't have to stay where you are because you have the choice to change.
0: I encourage everyone to check out Leanne's new book, Five Seasons of Connection to Your Business Brilliance, I'm also going to provide a link to her website, to her LinkedIn, and there will also be bonus content where Leanne is being interviewed for Toronto City News, where she shares more of her story. I highly encourage everybody to check that out as well. Leanne, thank you so much for sharing your story and for showing us the inner strength that we all possess and that with the right tools, we can always find a way to unleash it. Mm, it's so,
1: so, so good. Thank you so much, Max. <laughs>
0: And thank you to all our loyal listeners. We'll see you next time on Motivational Mondays.